Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to, to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name my is... Name. Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Braxton, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a, a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Ryan Boldhine, or better known as Ryan off the dread, is a marine combat vet who will self-proclaim that waterfowl comes first, i.e. literally he will hunt waterfowl before anything else. The guy's chasing the elusive 41, the 41 waterfowl species in North America. And so duck hunting and the portrayal of duck hunting is close to his heart. I reached out to Ryan as I had been purposely engaging him through social media to really start to think about what his account is showing duck hunting to be. I wanted him to start thinking intuitively more about what other imagery around duck hunting is sending to a non-hunting audience. This conversation touches on many different things, from biting duck bills to the use of harvest versus kill to how we ensure that this lifestyle that we love so much is around for our kids and our grandkids one day. Well, that is, uh, you know, that's the part of the deal, man. You just got to keep the train on the tracks, really. You just got to keep rocking and rolling. She knew what she signed up for, but um, she doesn't get enough credit for, for what she does. Hey, you got that right. My wife is a... Uh, a saint dealing with the savages. Uh, you've got savages yourself, right? Yep. <laughs> How many savages you got now? Just the one well, tank? Well, I've got two stepdaughters, 11 and 8. And, like, I don't think she was ready for a boy. <laughs> and he is a tank. He's, he's, a, he's an absolute animal. He is all boy. That's what happens. When you have girls, you have all boy. Well, we're recording already, my friend, because I like to just start recording and... We just sort of run into the conversation as it 
as it transpires. Um, but uh, why don't you just say who you are? Ryan, introduce Ryan yourself, off, man. I'm Ryan off the grid. Uh, don't really have a job title because uh, I film, photo, guide, book, organize hunts, uh, pretty much everything outdoor media related. Uh, actually, my business card says professional champion, uh, and, it, and then it says expert. It doesn't say expert at what, it just says expert. <laughs> Well, look, um, we've been wanting to do this for a while. We actually talked, you and I can't even remember the other guy's name. We probably talked three years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then here lately, we've just been chatting back and forth. And I think the same things have been hitting on, on both of our hearts. And uh, I just wanted to get you on here and have a very open, man-to-man, hard-hitting conversation let's go so would you agree that waterfowling is something that is like it's the thing for you right yeah yeah i did i think the draw to me in waterfowl is first the diversity of species you know i'm off shooting stuff on the north atlantic the bering sea uh, the great lakes even even around here in wisconsin you know, I'll post a picture of a, a bird and people are like, I didn't even know that existed. And there's so many, everybody just thinks mallard. Mallard is a duck. You know, like that, that's all they know. So the, the diversity mixed bag that you can get when you go out, that, that drew me to it. But also, I think there's an aspect to waterfalling. Uh, there's not as much discipline, uh, of, you know, movement discipline, noise discipline, until the birds are actually in the air. And there's a camaraderie aspect that really draws me to it. You, I mean, you can really just BS in the blind and, and make jokes and laugh and enjoy your time. Oh, here the birds are coming. Then you get down and get, get ready. But it, the camaraderie draws me to it. So you are how many into the 41? I have six left. So you've done the, the crazy Ida up in North Alaska. What's left? Yeah. Let's just talk about what's left. Okay, so I have a Brant, uh, which... That's Mexico, right? Uh, no, they're along the eastern seaboard. I mean, oh, okay. Specific brand, this is right? what you get from a South African trying to identify where waterfowl are across <laughs> the freaking America right now. They're, that'll be a... You know, they're, they're prevalent on, on the eastern seaboard, and, and there's plenty of places to go after them. I just haven't. Um, then I need uh, the modeled the whistling and the fulvus, which you can all get down in Florida. Um, so that's four. Uh, a Barrows, Goldeneye, which I will be in Washington in a week. Uh, so I, there's possibly a chance at that. Uh, and then the red-breasted merganser, which uh, most people call it a trash duck. Uh, it's not very good eating. They're fish-eating birds. Uh, I don't really shoot them. Uh, I mean, I've shot the other two species of merganser. I've had a million fly by me, but until this became a reality that like I'm getting close here, uh, now I need need a red-breasted. They're on the river here by our house. Um, so my plan is to finish with that. And my dog is getting up in years. He turns 10 in May. So that might possibly be his last retrieve. And I'm going to be an absolute puddle if yeah, I, I can imagine happens, so i can imagine 
Do you, you know, it's funny, there is a term and you've obviously heard about it when it comes to like big game animals and that's that we are trophy hunters, right? Mm -hmm. But you never heard of that. There's no moniker associated with duck hunting. Well, I, I, I guess you could attach that to me shooting a red breast merganser. But no, or, but, there's, but nobody talks about it, right? Nobody no, talks no. about this trophy aspect in waterfowl. Why? Why don't they? It, it, it doesn't seem to be attacked by people that are anti, because I don't, I don't think it's on their radar yet that guys are going out and shooting ducks for the wall. Uh, I mean, even, even the king eider in Alaska, you, you're allowed to shoot four per season, and you go up there and shoot your four, and people are like, what do they taste like? And I'm like, I don't know. No white man's ever eaten them. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure somebody has, but it, you just don't because it's such a hard, just the, the travel to get there uh, and all the, the environmental issues of, you know, gnarly seas and uh, just being on an island in the middle of the Bering Sea, it, it, you, don't, you don't think about like, all right, I'm going there as a sustenance hunt. Uh, so technically, yeah, it's a trophy hunt. But you're right. Nobody, nobody attacks that. Yeah, you're not going. You're not. It's it's a really weird little thing, right? Is you're not going to Alaska. The the thing that is that Alaskan duck hunting is obviously the economy and the outfitters and the people and the business that you're bringing there, right? But yeah, the 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 conservation aspect of it. Sure, there's a little bit of it, but. It, it's almost, as you said, it's this thing that runs under the radar that you know, nobody gets, nobody really make, has a big issue with, right? I mean, I, most of the attacks that I get on social media uh, are a mountain lion, a bear, uh, you know, coyotes, any, anything furry and, and yeah. what appears cute. I mean, that, that, that's when you start getting people that... Uh, it attacks their heart, you know, so they don't, mm -hmm. that's where the, the majority of the hate comes from. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, is there something, and I'm taking you down a path right now. Okay. Is there <laughs> something in waterfowling that could cause the jump? That could cause the people to take notice? I, I don't think... Uh, it will. I mean, I think it's going to stay under the radar. Um, the, those, those people are so concerned about what's big and in your face. I could agree with that. I could agree that they would be more interested and they'll, they'll, they'll wage their wars in the, you know, the, the megafauna, the charismatic megafauna that everyone likes to see the cuddly, cute, emotion filled rhetoric around lions, elephants, mountain lions, predators. Right, yada, exactly. Yada, yada. But I think I, I think that that's a little bit of a. It's almost like the rhetoric when someone says, "If hound hunting in the states is being attacked, oh no, 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 I don't have to worry about that because I don't hound hunt." That is one of the biggest problems. Is that you know, it, the people that are legislating hunting practices one by one out of existence. They don't care if you uh, used hounds. They don't care if you hunted over bait. It, I mean, look at Colorado. It, hound hunting went first and now bears over bait is gone and now they have a bear problem. 
Yeah, but I'm saying that to you in terms of waterfowling, based on what you just said. No, I don't think there's going to be ever a problem with waterfowling. You're saying that it, it, it's not going to come to that. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it can all, it, it, all this could come down, you know, if, if we lose this battle of, of the message we're sending. Okay. So how do we not lose the battle? Deep, deep, many faceted uh, answer to that. Um, I mean, I came up not knowing, I mean, my dad didn't hunt. Um, it's what all the other kids were doing in my small little town of 9,000. You know, as hunting progressed in my life and as I started, you know, gaining a following, that's when I started looking at things more big picture because I realized how many people are, are watching. And not just young hunters, but, I mean, people on the fence. The antis are going to attack you no matter what. I, I, I don't even waste my time with them. Correct. Um, it, that audience is there or that potential audience is there. Um, I mean – you're a perfect example of this. I mean, you use your platform to cover these issues and open up discussion. And I try to do a lot of that too. And, and you know, I, I've hunted with guys that are, could care less about that. And I've also hunted with people that have the, the mental aptitude to, to grasp that and go like, okay, you know, we need to send out the message of conservation, uh, the message of tradition, the message, message of sustenance and uh, what hunting does, you know, all the land acquisition that comes through uh, tags and, and, you know, organizations like DU. And I mean, that message isn't really out there because we live in a society where sex sells. So you, you put a kill video out where their ducks are getting blasted. People watch that, but you put out content that's a little more heavy on, uh, on this side of things. I don't, I don't think it gets there. I don't think it gets the view. All right. So, why are we so worried about the viewing then? The, the number of views? I mean, me personally, I don't care how many followers I have. I don't care how many likes I get. Uh, leaving network allowed me to do what I think is right. And that's growing by itself. I'm, I'm reaching the people I want to reach that, that are able to grasp these subjects. You know, it's interesting. You, you mentioned earlier it's all about who's watching. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've noticed. And obviously you've noticed is you never know who's actually watching you, not engaging you, but watching you. And I think that that is something that a lot of hunters forget. And I also believe that because they forget about it, the, I don't know what it is about us hunters, but it's just almost this like tribal primal, you know, I, I can even at sometimes think of it as bloodlust, right? In the moment you do stupid shit. And for some reason, some people decide to put that stupid shit on social media. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think in the last two or three weeks after I put that respect video on out, you've engaged me two or three times in that you have started, I, you've gone like a level deeper. You've been like, Hmm, 
what is this really all about? Mm -hmm. I mean, the respect thing, that was also uh, uh, a, a period of, of growth for me as, as a human and a hunter. I mean, that, I, I'm guilty of many things in my past that when I look back were like, wow, like I would never put that out now. You know, we just fart things onto social media and now everything is, it's like, I, I go back to that audience who's watching and, and who, who am I influencing? Um, and, but that took growth and that took uh, a, a, a many experiences of even in person observing people doing things. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that's messed up. That, that's not okay. So what do we do about I, it? What do we do about it in... It, when we, you know, you see it in social media, you see it every day. When I'm, you know, I hunt with so many different people in so many different places. And when those things are occurring, I have that conversation right there. You know, and I'm not calling the guy out. I'm saying, look, you know, a, a hunt this weekend, a guy wanted to put a duck in his mouth mm. for a picture. And I said, I'm not going to take that picture and put my name on it. And he said, why? And I said, I have done that in the past to photograph somebody that was doing that. It, that gets out there. You know, like it's, it, it's not that you can't do what you want. It's just think about, again, who's watching and, and, and being able to have that conversation in the moment without, without just putting that guy down in front of everybody. He sat back and thought about it. That's how you change the conversation and spread the conversation. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm a, a thousand percent on, on the same page as you. Let me mm -hmm. ask you, if you can, can you explain why? Like why? Maybe let me ask you two questions. Can you explain why you, don't want to, you didn't want to take the photograph? I mean, I, I sent you that link or that, that post that uh, Superior Decoys made the other night where a guy was just on a page, a waterfalling page, not a hunter. He wasn't being rude. He wasn't. Oh yeah, it was a great post. Oh, the post was awesome. Uh, I, I, the, the guy was on there to learn and all these guys were ganging up on him, treating him like, you know, get out of here. Here's some more dead ducks. And Spirit Decoys posted saying, you know, like not one person talked to this guy about conservation. Not one person was respectful to this guy. and Sandhill cranes are so overpopulated in this state, but we've never had a season because the, the Sandhill Crane Society is in Sauk, uh, Sauk County, Wisconsin, but it's up for legislation. And that conversation is going on in this state. And you just lost somebody's support because of the way you treated them. I mean, that, that's why I don't put that stuff out there. It, it's the people on the fence. You know, it, it, those people can be can be swayed by engaging them individually. Anybody ever messages me on any of my pages and they're inquisitive and polite, if you attack me or threaten my kids, we're not gonna have a talk. But I even given my personal number out against better judgment <laughs> to people that I, I thought, you know, okay, here's an opportunity to educate someone and expand what they what they know nothing about, but are, are willing to come to the table. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I feel like that's an obligation that I have. 
No, I think you're absolutely correct. The obligation for people that have a voice like you is that you've almost learned from your mistakes. As you said, you've done that in the past. Not going to deny it. I wouldn't. But it's like, yeah, I realize what I'm fighting for, right? It's you're fighting for the tank's future to be able to hunt waterfowl one day. Yeah. And all, all the non-hunting majority needs to do is just cruise through social media for 12 hours, say. And unfortunately, they perceive us as a bunch of rednecks that like to do dumb shit and kill a lot of stuff. Yeah, that, that is the perception. You know, it, it, even my wife going to uh, parent-teacher conferences, like people, and I live in a town that's predominantly farming, hunting, but there's still people that are like, oh, you know, like the, the, or when I meet somebody that has only seen my, uh, heard, heard of me through social media and they're like, man, you're way more intelligent than I thought you'd be. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I kind of look like a, a convict. I know I get it, but the, the, the perception is right away. Like, Oh, he's a big dumb redneck. And so, you know, maybe I'm beating a dead horse here, but perception Perception is 90% of reality, if not 100% of reality today. Mm -hmm. So how do we change perception? Like, how does Ryan change perceptions? I, I think it, it, to, to repeat, it, it goes back to those individual conversations. It goes back to being able to influence people and and to why to putting engaging posts out there that create that discussion um i mean or or if you see something going on on a post i mean it starting the discussion there mm -hmm. you know i don't i don't have to cut the person down that did it no just just open their eyes to hey you know we need to to rethink this yeah, I think there's two elements to this perception. Number one is the image, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. the, the, the stupid video or the duckbill shot or the duckbill and the shotgun, you know, those kinds of things we need to see less of. I think everyone can agree about that. Number mm -hmm. two, though, is the dialogue. And that's the problem. I guess it's a, it's a broader societal problem, but it's a, it's a definite social media problem in that there's no... There's no fabric to the dialogue. So when you put something out there, somebody's going to take it as an offense, right? They're going to take it as you're cutting them at the knees or whatnot. And so it's actually quite a skilled art in either commenting on that individual and saying, almost like steering them, right? You're like this politician. You're trying to steer them and not offend them. But at the same time, you want them to get the message. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's a a, a, a weaved web, is what it is. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's interesting. You say the whole hunter jumping on that and that superior waterfowl post was a great post. Was a really really good post. And what we've started seeing is, we'll engage someone, 
like even an ante. We'll engage them and we'll take them through the dialogue. And at the end, they're like, man, I didn't, I didn't know. Or thanks for, for having a, a even killed dialogue with me or an even killed debate, being able to question, question, answer, answer without getting angry, without it deteriorating into a bunch of MFs and, you know, everyone's pissed. And, and the worst part about it is once you've done all that freaking work, you get to the bottom, you're like, yes, put a plus one in our column. A hunter comes in from like left field. <laughs> yes. And torpedoes it. Like yes. you're just a freaking vegan bunny hugger. But... You know, the times are changing when a bunch of hunters climb on him and go, come on, dude, come on, change the rhetoric, you know? The, the hunter on hunter stuff is, is interesting. And I, I honestly think waterfalling is the worst out of all of it. All the waterfall pages are just savage to each other. You, know, you, get, you go on there and a uh, 13-year-old kid shoots a duck says, you know, ask what this is. Should he probably work on his duck ID? Yes. But we've all been there, you know, like he just didn't know. How about somebody take him under his wing and, you know, like I, there's a, a waterproof wax page book that I had in my uh, blind bag for four or five years when I had no clue what anything was but a mallard, you know, that send a kid the link to that you know let's let's put him on the right path instead of just absolutely berating him for shooting a duck that comes in at you know six o'clock is shooting time it comes in at six one and looks like a blackbird <laughs> yeah help him out send him the right direction because we just we're, we're we eat each other do you think do you think the eating of each other just has nobody's really thinking beyond tomorrow or the next year. I can't put my finger on what it is, but it, it's not just the waterfall pages, you know, being a Wisconsin resident, there's a page Wisconsin outdoors. And it's, it's literally like mind numbing when I go on there and there's a, a controversial post or, 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 or even just some of the comments on just about any subject. I can't put my finger on why there's this, is it a chest beating bravado type thing? I'm a better hunter than you are. Look at my trophy. I can't figure out what it is. And it, 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 it bothers me to the point where I don't even post on some of those pages anymore, unless there's a conversation where I really feel like I can put input in that, that is a positive direction. And that, you know, I even, I used to really love stirring the pot. Mm. And I, I found it fun, but I realize it's doing more damage than, than anything. So in your opinion, is there something that is hurting hunting today? Like if you could put your finger on like, okay, Robbie, if I had a magic wand, here's the thing that I would work on, or here's the two things I would work on. And here's the three things I would work on to ensure that tank is is going to waterfowl with with your grandson one day i mean pushing the message of conservation and what actually from a historical standpoint i mean going back to uh 
Teddy Roosevelt, looking at numbers of ducks. I mean, I, I just pulled up before we started talking here, uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation's got an awesome list of just all the population numbers. That's the message that needs to be pushed. We don't, and, and we need to put out a constant, even in your imagery, the why. You know, I, I've been pushing more, taking a picture of a dog handler and, and his duck dog, showing that bond or, or catching a candid of guys in a, uh, a panel blind, you know, after a shoot and they're high-fiving and laughing and, or taking a picture of individual ducks where it shows the beauty of the duck instead of a pile of 50 birds, you know, it, it, I don't know. It, I could be off base. I, I, it's just where I'm at. And it, it took a lot to get here and a lot of failure and a lot of, of, of looking in the mirror and seeing where I'm, I'm, where I'm at, where I'm going and what message I want to send. So, so you've evolved as a hunter and right now you're in a, in a stage of hunting that is, I realize what I have, I realize what I could lose and I'm going to implement things in my rhetoric, in my imagery, in my content that shows a deeper meaning to what this means to me. Absolutely. Okay. You know, why, why weren't you doing that 10 years ago in terms of, I wonder why, why do you think you weren't doing that 10 years ago? Uh, age would, you know, just maturity level uh, is one thing. <laughs> I don't know that I have still grown up yet, but it, it, <laughs> it, you know, I look back when I was 25 and man, not, not just hunting stuff in life in general. Some of the sure, decisions sure, sure. Uh, so maturity is a factor. Um, Did you hunt as a teenager? A little bit. I mean, go shoot squirrels, go deer okay. hunting. Deer camp was more of a, a, a cultural or is that popping up? Okay. No, no, it's good. Um, that was more of a culture thing, a family time. But yeah. I mean, I, I, went, I went deer hunting every season. Um, it, it, I mean, it wasn't until I was probably almost 30 when I really just dove into it and when I started getting a little traction, you know, jumped on with a, a, a hunting network and started getting more following, I fell victim to please the crowd and doing what was going to get me propelled farther into this. And I mean, I'd say that only lasted probably three years. Mm -hmm. I mean, but that was, I mean, whatever, whatever was cool, whatever was trendy, you know, like, the, the, the selfie with the buck, I probably would have taken that picture because everybody else was doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you got to have your version of it. Uh, and leaving network was the best thing ever because I didn't have to answer to people and I really got to sit down and decide where I wanted to go with things. And I had the following already to have social media legitimacy, if that's, if that's a thing. You know, it, it, it allowed me to go on crazier and wilder and, and different hunts already because that was established but now i got to mold how the message and how the media was presented out mm -hmm. do you think and so i want you to think now about how you're going to raise your boy and raising your stepdaughters in the frame of mind that you're in right now 
do you think they will be raised as different hunters? Absolutely. Than you went through in terms of your evolution. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, those messages that, that I can give to them are, are stuff that I learned through just the, the battles of, of life and growth. And, you know, like not having a dad that hunted, not having somebody to, to kind of guide you. I, I mean, I'm never going to tell my son what he's got to do, but okay, this is why I do this and this is why, and let him go through some of the growing pains, but he's got guidance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that you talk about guidance. When you think about the rhetoric that you're pushing, that we're pushing, I always talk about that our rhetoric, our content is not built for hunters. It's built for non-hunters because we want it to, we want our content to show who we are. Okay. However, there is a very active hunting community that we engage in naturally. And they see our content and they see our rhetoric and they watch how we engage with people and they watch how if we get like on Monday, get pulled into the British tabloids, how we get, (laughs) how we respond. And I think that the more I think about it, and this is to your point of how you're going to raise your son, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're an example. Maybe you're an example. You know, there's, you, you certainly are, you know, producing content for hunters and you have an opportunity to influence, as you stated, as you stated, Mm -hmm. you have the, you are the influencer of how people portray themselves as hunters. Absolutely. So the mantle of responsibility is actually on you, Ryan. (laughs) Bring it on. And so I think that that's what I think is missing. You've got it. You understand it. But I think how many, it's growing. I, I, I really would agree. Do. I would agree. I think the wave, the tidal wave that has been, as I used to, I like to say, I heard someone, I, I, I can't uh, claim to say this. I can't say to, I, the whiskey's talking. I can't claim to have come up with this, but someone t- once told me that the, the waves that have been crashing against our shore for so long, the tide is turning. And I think that that's right. I think that slowly but surely you're starting to see gentle pushback. Some cases, a lot of pushback to say, hmm, that's not acceptable any longer. I'm not going to stand for that because I want my kid one day to do what I wanted them to do this thing that they, that I love, that you love. I mean, there's a way to engage with people without pandering. I, I, I mean, you're direct, you're informed 
and you're respectful. Yeah, the direct part's the problem. <laughs> the direct part comes off as offensive, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just our personalities. You know, we just are, we want to be direct. So I have one more question for you. And I love the fact that we're sitting, we're sitting, we're getting on 28 minutes, 29 minutes because these podcasts, I don't know. As I said, we just dove right into it. That's what this podcast is going to be. And it's not going to be an hour long, two hour long, three hour long conversation. These things are going to be to the point. I like it. You put up a poll two weeks ago. And I don't stalk you, by the way. No, maybe (laughs) I do. (laughs) You said, hate. you said this. You said harvest or kill. I put that up and I said harvest or kill in the stories so you could see where it pulled. What did it pull? 50-50? It was about 50-50. I don't actually don't even remember which one. I mean, it was enough close enough that, you know, that gave a, a sample of, uh, of a response. Uh, but I said, message me why. And there was three common themes. And the one is, and I've said it before, you know, like I, I harvest potatoes, I you know, like it, um, and the other one, the second of three themes was, uh, you know, it's harvest because uh, it, it, you're harvesting the meat. Uh, the people that said, you know, that harvesting was harvesting crops uh, were very heavy handed and, and aggressive in their response. You know, like it's kill, it is what it is. And I agree with that. You know, sometimes we dress it up too much. But the third one is, is pretty much where we're at. You know, it, it, depends, who, it depends who I'm talking to. Yeah, it, and I, I, I found it fascinating, the, the responses and how, 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 how themes were developing. So, so what do you use? I don't like the word harvest because we, we are killing. So it, it's, that, it's that fine line that we were talking about of, of how to be able to, to present that conversation. What if I told you that the majority, 99% of people that have a problem with hunting is because we kill things? The kill happens. You don't have to kill to be successful in a hunt. And that's a message I think is lost too. You know, the successful hunt is spending time in nature with people you like to spend time with. Um, and, and caring about the nature and caring about sustainability and, you know, all, all, all the cliches of it. Um, cliches? The kill, cliches yeah. means it's, it's not real. It's the cliche being that they're, they're buzzwords that, that, that people talk about. It, it, it is real though. It, I mean, sustainability of a resource and of a pastime is real. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm still, the jury's out in my brain over kill and harvest. I'll, I'll put it that way. I will say this. I was very proud of you that you put it up because it showed thought. And that's what I, I think we've said it already. The 
the more people can think, the more hunters can think, the more they can put some thought into what they're doing. I think the better our lifestyle is going to be. And you are correct. I think, I don't like either word. I like the word take. Works for me. Um, and if you look at um, like Arizona game and fish law, I don't know if you noticed, uh, four days ago they banned trail cameras in the state of Arizona. Five to zero, the commission voted. And the law doesn't say to kill an animal. The use of trail cameras to kill an animal, the use of trail cameras to harvest an animal, says the use of trail cameras to take an animal. And I like that language because you are taking that animal. You're taking it out of the landscape. You're taking it off the, off whatever, off the mountain. Um, mm. It doesn't have that harsh, and that's the, that's, the, that's the divide, right? The kill is a very harsh term. There's no doubt about it. We don't need to shy away from it because that's what we do. That is what hunting is. Kill is the finality of the purpose of what we do. But if you're targeting an audience that hears kill, assumes brutality, assumes unethic, unethical practice, I'm not going to use that language. I'm going to use take. I have used harvest. I do harvest, you know, because of that agricultural terminology tied to harvest, it gets really messy when yeah. it comes to hunting and killing an animal. So I like the word take. Take to me is a very neutral, gray, you know what I'm saying when I say it. You know, I took that animal. I liked it. It was of age. I took it. Right. I'm with you. I, I, I like it. So... Any last uh, words of encouragement to the three people that are listening to this? No, there's actually quite a few people, actually, based on the downloads that happened two days ago. Um, what would you say to the hunting community that follows you that's going to listen to this? What would you say to them that would inspire them to think about the lifestyle for their kids and their grandkids one day. We need to support each other. Anybody out there that is doing partaking in hunting ethically uh, by the rule of law, we need to support each other and continue to push the positives, uh, whether it be conservation, the traditions or I mean, just what it does for me is it, it, it keeps me from losing my mind. It is my, it is my mental reprieve. We need to push that message. I mean, I'm pushing that message to vets that are struggling with PTSD because it, it, it I mean, it's amazing. It saved my life. It did. I mean, I was going down a path and when people see those positives being pushed, I mean, there's a, there, that heavy tone is in, in, in my, my films when I make them. I get messages from people that aren't hunters. They're like, man, that was really cool. I saw the effect that it had on those people. I saw the, you know, the beauty of what's out there. We need to, we need to keep pushing those messages uh, so that, like you said, I want hunting to be around for my son, for my daughters, 
for my neighbor's sons. We need to stick together and keep keep sending that, having these conversations, uh, or we're going to lose. Amen, brother. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on. I know that you've got savages in the background. My savages are hopefully asleep when I get out of here. But thank you, Ryan. I much appreciate you. Thank you for your service. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you getting a little pressured from me in terms of, you know, pushing you a little bit. So thank you. I told my wife about a half hour ago. I like, I better go do some more homework. I don't know what he's going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, my man. All right. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.